politics has never been stranger or more online, which is why the politics team at Wired is making a new show, Wired Politics Lab. It's all about how to navigate the endless stream of news and information and what to look out for. Each week on the show, we'll dig into far-right platforms, AI chatbots, influencer campaigns, and so much more. Wired Politics Lab launches Thursday, April 11th. Follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So, Adam, would you go to the hardware store for, say, oranges or eggs? Well, it depends if this was the general store. <laughs> you know, Adam, <laughs> it was a simple question. <laughs> Travis, you know where I'm going with this? I think I might. Yeah. All right. Rentals. We like, all I know don't... where you're going with this. Yeah, bro. come on. Well, that's because we have a producer and, you know, it's a show, yada, yada, yada. But here's the thing. Like, I don't get it. I don't get how someone can go on Instagram or Facebook or, you know, a social media site looking for a vacation rental. It boggles the mind. Well, let's start with the fact that they may not be going on those sites looking for a vacation rental. They might be in the process of living on those sites and fall upon a vacation rental. That's true. That is true. But um, there, there. I mean, it seems to me like a pretty, uh, you know, good place to get scammed. Certainly, social media sites have a history of being petri dishes for scams. Okay, so we've we've had we've done uh, an episode earlier. Travis, do you remember the episode with uh, featuring a nurse who was not actually there? It was when we had uh, Christine Solomon on the show, and it was sort of a uh, turducken of scams because it was a uh, allegedly a nurse on Instagram who claimed that she had to go work for folks with COVID, and then she posted on Craigslist an apartment, which ended up being a fraudulent listing. That is definitely a threefer. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's like a. Total swaggers, hold my drink, scammer, dude. Yeah, exactly. So, so we um, probably need to get back to this again because I mean, I don't. That was a good scam, as I recall. But there's a lot of ways that you can get got uh, trying to find a place, especially you know, specifically vacations. Vacations are tough. Well, there's nothing more interesting than going on a vacation, going to the place that you think you rented, and it's mm-hmm. a vacant lot that's a hazmat site. <laughs> or there's two other families in the parking lot. One of the biggest uh, areas of opportunity, too, for vacation rental scams is not that many people rent the same house twice. So you're pretty much constantly having to set up a reservation to go to a place that you haven't been. And in many cases, you haven't really seen. Right. Well... I'm glad that we're talking to someone else who's had this problem. Welcome to What the Hack, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people they go after. I'm Adam, cyber landlord. I'm Bo, cyber squatter. And I'm Travis, cyber surf. And today we're talking with musician Dara Star Tucker about a clever rental scam that almost tricked her. 
So Dara, welcome to our show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So now, where are we talking to you from? I am in northern New Jersey. I'm very close to, to New York. So I'm in the, the New York area, northern northern Jersey. I'm a Jersey guy. Really? So, uh, yeah, yeah. Born born and raised in central New Jersey. Oh, cool. Even very cool. Even five years as head of consumer affairs. True story. And he also uh, ran for uh, he also ran for Congress in New Jersey. Wow. Back wow. in the day. So I, I, I just remember the Tom Kane phrase when he was governor, New Jersey and you perfect together. <laughs> so. Now, I remember it now. I actually have a did you know that I have a northern New Jersey co uh, connection, Adam? I think Bo has a connection to everyone in any state they live in because he's that kind of guy. I take that as a no, you did not know. I did not know, Bo. Okay, there's another way of saying that. <laughs> I, I, um, my dad, when I was a kid, he had a co-op in Edgewater. 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 Now, Edgewater at the time, it's where they shot the movie Copland. It was a very fertile ground for me getting bullied. Uh, <laughs> but I... I remember it fondly still. Um, are you anywhere near there? Edgewater. I feel like that's familiar. I've only been here a couple of years and it's it's been during the pandemic. So I'm not entirely certain. All right, I tell you but what. I what, feel what? like that sounds familiar. I'm near Harrison, Newark. That oh, area. nice. Gotcha. And you also, you have such a voice for radio. Oh, Thank my you. gosh. Wow. Thank you very much. Yeah, Thank I you. I had to, I had to switch to my my true podcasting microphone. Oh, no, so. this is excellent. It's deluxe. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, when I, I used to have an office at eleven hundred Raymond Boulevard in Newark, New Jersey. So oh wow, wow. Know the area well. Yeah, they're they're doing all kinds of building in uh, in Newark. I don't know what the the ultimate plan is, but um, I feel like some interesting things are happening there. So you moved to that area during COVID. Yes. Yes. Right before the, the pandemic started, January of 2020. My husband is a radio broadcaster. So okay. he came here to work for WBGO, which is in, in Newark, New Jersey. And that's a jazz radio station. Now he's with Sirius XM. Um, so that happened right as the pandemic was starting, right before it started. So we had the chance to get out and you know see some shows and you know do a couple of Broadway things. And, and then everything shut down. And where had you been before that? Nashville, Tennessee. So, yeah. Oh my gosh, you're oh. hitting all of the, you're hitting all of Adam's buttons. That's where he is <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm really? in Nashville right now. <laughs> Do you live there? Yes. Wow. Yeah, I, I lived in Nashville for oh, 13 years, something like all right, that. Where should Adam go for dinner tonight? Tell him. Come on. Oh quick, goodness, quick. I have no clue. Okay, I was okay. I was a musician, and so we couldn't afford to do anything oh, um, as musicians. Got you. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, East Nashville's a hub. Five Points Pizza was kind of one of our 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 spots. You know, it was our stomping grounds out there. Well, last night we went to a Nashville Sounds minor league baseball game. Oh wow! <laughs> and it did what it does best in Nashville. It rained before and it rained wow. after. So <laughs> I can't say I ever had the privilege. Now you mentioned that you did uh, music. Are you still a musician? Yeah, I'm still a musician. Yeah, that's kind of it's it's. Funnily enough, considering how much I do now, kind of the more video essays, but mm -hmm. that is, I still consider myself to be primarily a musician. I, I just did a show. What is this? I don't know what day of the week we're at, but less than a week ago. 
here in New York and in, in close to Harlem at a, at a club called Smoke Jazz Club. So yeah, I'm still a singer. So is, is it jazz standards? Singing? Yeah, is that standards mostly? Yeah, I, I do some standards, but primarily it's it's become the music that I that I write myself, which is why I moved to Nashville. I was really more of a writer. Gotcha. And um, kind of got into singing a lot of jazz. I started out singing a lot of standards and, you know, great American songbook type music. And then slowly but surely just started to incorporate more of my music. So that's that's a lot of what I do now. Great. That's awesome. And I think you okay. can tell from Travis's voice that he's dying to do a duet with you. He's going to play no. Barry White. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I don't think it'd be very good at it. I'll tell you something. If she, uh, So my one famous musician story was when I was a kid, I was like, 13 or 14 years old. I was at a dude ranch in Utah mm -hmm. and Marie Osmond showed oh, up. Wow. And she had boots that had a monogram with her name, you know, Marie Osmond or whatever. Anyway. Mm -hmm. And I remember that because I was, I was, I thought that's, that's how rich people roll. And, um, <laughs> when I was a kid and, um, I said to her completely innocent, just a kid. I said, so will you sing for us? Mm. And she said, so I'm not working. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so so I don't think she, oh, well. we can. And so I've learned never to ask a musician to yeah. do a duet with Travis. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> Sorry, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a little. Yeah, you never know what what you're you're gonna get when you ask that question. It's a little. Wait, like maybe saying, it's time to yeah. ask again. Maybe it's time to ask again. <laughs> Travis, Dara, Adam, how about a trio? How about you guys wow. sing a James Taylor song? You know, no, that never works it. well over Zoom. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You're all off the hook, and I apologize. I'm shutting up now. <laughs> Let's talk about weight loss. Most of us have been there, struggling with the ups and downs. You lose some weight, then it creeps back. But forget those endless cycles of juice cleanses, soup diets, and the latest fad workouts. There's a better way. The Rope Body Program pairs a weekly weight loss shot with a real lifestyle change so you can lose weight and actually keep it off. Need support? Rose got you covered every step of the way, and guess what? You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. No more doctor's appointments, no more waiting rooms. It's that simple. Ready to take charge of your weight? Head over to row.co slash Adam to sign up today. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in a year. That's with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash Adam. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash A-D-A-M. So here's the deal. I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works, not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing, and I need to make split-second financial decisions, and that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks, and I trade options, and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You've got to know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 
90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com. Well, Dara, you came across our radar because of a TikTok you shared. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, do you use TikTok a lot for your music? And is that why you started using TikTok? Well, it was it was interesting because I, you know, I knew that TikTok was kind of a thing. This was late 2019. So I I joined it and I put one musical thing up there, uh, a duet I did with with a guitarist named Charlie Hunter. And I just did a thing where I was sort of vocalizing with him and it really didn't do anything. And I'm thinking, well, this is just not, you know, I have no idea how to use this platform. So mm -hmm. I left it for probably a year and I didn't come back until November of 2020 when I started seeing sketches and things that would show up on Instagram that had the TikTok logo on them. And I'm like, wow, there's really some, some cool stuff happening on that platform. Let me figure out how I can use this. Maybe music is not the thing necessarily that's going to take off over there. So I knew that I wanted to develop an audience. I just kind of didn't know what it was going to be, you know, around. I, but I knew I wanted to do some speaking out or, you know, something unconventional. So then that's when I went back to TikTok, November of 2020, really when the election stuff started, you know, going crazy. And you had the, you know, the summer of 2020 with the George Floyd killing and Breonna Taylor and all of that. And I just, if I was exploding, I was just ready to talk. Yeah. I just needed to get some stuff out. And so I slowly but surely just kind of started doing some little sketches, some little satirical things, and then eventually, you know, more informational things. And that's what really seemed to kind of catch on. So it's never, never really been a platform for music for me, interestingly enough. I'll throw up my music stuff here and there, but, you know, TikTok really suppresses that, that kind of thing. It doesn't, doesn't reach very many people at all. And you have a big following on TikTok? Um, I don't, you know, I don't like to brag. It's significant. <laughs> it's significant. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's doing, it's pretty healthy over there. And, you know, TikTok is that it's that platform that, you know, the numbers are a little bit cheap, you know, every, everyone's got a following on TikTok. So you really try to take it with a grain of salt, but yeah, I'm, I'm nearing 800,000 over there. Yeah. Oh, wow. it's doing pretty well. Awesome. Yeah. Memo, yeah. To, memo to self. I need to get on TikTok. <laughs> that, is, that is 800,000 more than I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, 799,804. Uh, something correct. Like correct. My only followers are my daughters. <laughs> oh. So, Dara, what are some of the things, you know, you said you had to get stuff out. What are some of the things that you got out? Well, like I said, I joined TikTok or I really started using TikTok in earnest right around the, you know, summer of 2020 or really closer to election time. So there was just a lot of just just craziness going on um, at that time that I wanted to comment on. So it was, you know, I would I would talk about uh, the evangelical community because that's what I came up in, uh, the, the word of faith community and their response to, um, you know, all the shenanigans that were happening in the White House at that time. So that's kind of where I started. That was my ground zero. Let's do some education on, on race and culture. And let's, let's help to inform people and help people to understand that, you know, where we are is a result of where we've been. We're, we're not living in a vacuum. None of this is happening in a vacuum. 
you know, that was really my goal was let's let's provide some information and education around issues of race. And then, you know, I've blossomed out from that point. I will talk a lot about race and culture, but I talk a lot about film and television, which I'm I'm very much interested in and music and uh, media literacy, um, critical thinking and that kind of thing. So and then a lot of times how how race interacts with all of those things. Obviously, from your following, it seems that you are resonating with a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. But but you had a, a disturbing incident that you escaped, from what I understand. But tell us about it. What happened? How did it start? Well, this is when I was living in Nashville, just a few years ago. So this happened in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And uh, was looking to just maybe get into a, a larger place. And so I figured Murfreesboro was a little bit cheaper than Nashville. You know, we might check down there. And I found something, there was an ad and I don't remember where it was. It was probably a Craigslist ad. You know, now I, I really know better than to look for any sort of legitimate rental opportunities on Craigslist because it's become such a cesspool of, of scams. Um, but at that time, I think it was really just at the tail end. This was probably five, you know, four or five years ago. Uh, yeah, so it, it was this place. It was a three-bedroom home, and it was, you know, nice manicured lawn. And uh, the rent, I think they had listed it. It was just some, uh, it was just just unrealistically low number. And I thought, you know, well, what's going on here? It was probably eleven hundred dollars a month or something. It might have even been cheaper than that. And you know, for a three-bedroom home, even in Murfreesboro, that's that's just. That's just too good to be true. That should have been where my first alarm went off, but it didn't. I think, you know, when when people get suckered in by these things, I think a lot of what what propels that forward motion is just your your need to believe that that it is true, that it that it could be, you know, a legit possibility. It's like, oh, yes. Yeah, so, you know, we've been needing uh, a larger home. And, and if we could get into this opportunity, then that would be, you know, this would solve this problem. You know, you're trying to fill a need or solve a problem. So it was within our budget and it was what we needed. It was the space we needed. And so we, you know, called the person who was, you know, claiming to be renting out this property. And he said, okay, you go down there. And once you get to the house, I'm going to give you a a code to get in. Oh, that's, that's interesting. So you're this person that seems very legit like they're like you know i got a lot of places i'm renting out i don't have time but i can give you a code and you can get it wow okay right right it was that kind of thing i'm gonna give you a code to get in i was like okay me and my husband went down there Hmm. and you know we're standing at the door i'm I'm texting him by this point and it's like okay well here's the code he gave it to us it didn't work okay just a minute just a minute here's another code didn't work (laughs) So this is a disorganized scammer. Right. <laughs> but was the, with the but the listing the li- did the listing look it looked professional though when Oh yeah, I mean everything about it was legit. It showed in you know pictures of the inside of the house. There were no spelling errors in the description. I mean and it was, you know, it appeared to be um legit. There and was the nothing house at matched that the, the place the property right. matched it. Yes, yeah. it was the same place. The address was, you know, it was correct. There was nothing that seemed to be out of skew, but it was like, okay, this guy's out of town, not really sure why, but he's just going to give us a code to get in and it had a keypad on the front. And, you know, on the third try, it actually worked and he got us into the place. Now, do you think that he actually had 
um, was just, as I was suggesting, disorganized and gave you the wrong code because he was doing this at several properties? Or do you just think, what do you think? Yeah, it had to have been. He's just trying to keep all of his scams straight or something. And he oh, just, man. yeah. Because, no, you know, it's not easy to keep scams straight when you're having a lot of balls in the air. How do you know, Adam? <laughs> we'll talk about that offline. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure why it took took three times. But, you know, third time is a charm we got in. If someone, you know, if somebody, I think that's, you know, as I said in my video, it's like when someone is able to get access to this space and you don't know how they got, you know, you're you're just trusting like, yeah, this is, you know, they're they're legally in the position to rent this place out. There's no reason in your mind you would question that. Dara, not, not only that, something to be said for somebody who is bumbling and like, you'd be like, well, if a criminal was doing it, they'd have the number just like that. But mm -hmm. if it's, uh, you know, the, it, he has to be for real if he's like, like Mr. Magoo out, you know, and not, you know, he doesn't even have any chops. Right. Maybe he's trying to get his glasses on. He's misreading the number. Glad we all know who Mr. Magoo is. Keep going. Right. <laughs> so official looking ad, you show up at the house. The house looks like it's mm -hmm. supposed to look like. The grounds look like they're supposed mm -hmm. to look like. The code finally works. You're in the house. Right. Yeah, we're in the house. It's it's. You know, it's it's as described, looks great. We're looking around and of course my adrenaline's just going and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, if we could get this place for, you know, a thousand bucks a month or something, it's just completely unrealistic. But, um, you know, my, I was in the headspace of like, we've, we've just, you know, got a, we, we've found a good deal. You know, mm -hmm. we've somehow managed to, to game the system and we're going to get this for a steal. And, and then started we get doing space planning, right? You said the couch is right. there. Right. I, see the, I see the drapes here. Oh, your office could be here. And this is the music room and blah, blah, blah. Yes, it, it was just going to be ideal. And so we get to the kitchen and there's a there's a piece of paper, a laminated piece of paper that's stuck to the counter that says uh, this specific leasing company, whatever it was, is the only agent that's authorized to rent out this unit. If anyone else um it has allowed you in and call this number so it sounds like they had seen this before then yeah yep. yeah i think so but the they there now dara did you think did did it did you think that your guy was the guy who put that piece of paper there the laminated piece of paper there or? yeah at, at that point i didn't know at that point i'm just like oh, okay something something's odd please tell me this is not some some wonky situation. And then I started, you know, the wheels started turning with him, you know, struggling to get us in the place. And the fact that it just seemed like, seemed to be just some guy, you know, who, who wasn't really terribly professional over the phone mm -hmm. and pieces started coming together in my mind, but I still, you know, kind of just wanted to, to believe those, those few more minutes, those few mm -hmm. precious moments. Keeping hope alive. I wanted hope to, yeah, I wanted to keep the hope that maybe this wasn't what it started to look like at that point. Yeah, yeah I've, I've had that in my life where I go, if I only didn't know now what I know right. now. Right. Like five minutes ago, I was so happy. Yes. Now I'm uh, so depressed. My hopes <laughs> dashed to the ground. Yeah. And it, and it was just like, okay, well, we'll you know, what, what are we, you know, I, I didn't know what to believe at that point. It was just mm -hmm. like, and so we kind of started talking, my husband and I, I'm like, okay, well, what is this about? Okay, well, there's, 
had no idea about the keyless entry and all of that and how these scammers worked. No idea, you know, why he would not have been legit. So then we get, you know, finished viewing the house and I called him and I'm still in that headspace of like, okay, well, this is, you know, surely this is, this is not any kind of a weird situation. Let me just, you know, follow through, just Mm -hmm. finish this and maybe it'll be fine. So then I call him and like, yes, we love the place. And, you know, when, when is the soonest that we can get in? Oh, oh, it's available now. It's available immediately. You you just need to send uh, this amount of money. How How was he asking for the money? He wanted me to, uh, I think it was PayPal or mm. Cash App, something like that. It was like. So no, no iTunes cards. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no iTunes cards or anything like that. Yeah, it was just some quickie thing. And I'm thinking, how would I ever have record that I sent him this money? You know, that's when it started to get really weird. Right. Because uh, then, then he started, to, then he just started to come off to me as a hustler. You know, just 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 go ahead, just go ahead and send the money. Go ahead and send the money, and um, you know, I, I don't know. He was rushing you. Yeah, yeah. And then it was you. like, yeah. Then I started to think, you know, oh, something's up. Something's weird. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants. I don't even remember how much it was. It was like a thousand, you know, a thousand bucks or something. He wanted me to send right away. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking we haven't done any kind of an application. He has not checked our credit. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't even, he doesn't know me from Eve. Why is he rushing me to hurry up and just send this money as a deposit? Okay, well, we got to, you know, if you want to hold the place, if you want to hold the place, you know, we were going to show it to other people. If you want us to hold it, then you got to send the deposit, you know. Um, and I think that, you know, the promise was that, okay, there's going to be some ap- application process down the road, but just to hold it, we need this much. Mm-hmm. When you were speaking with him, did he have like a local area code? Did he seem like he was actually in that region? No, there. I don't remember what his area code was, but no, I could tell that he was not. Right. He wasn't in town. Did um, he, did and, he have a deep voice like Travis? No, no, he did not. No, he did not. I And I couldn't tell what his accent was either, but I knew that he was not. He wasn't from the country, and that's probably an insignificant fact. Um, but he Wait, was not, I, he, you know, since Adam did that, Dara, I have to, Adam, yes, do tell, give us your Russian accent. And Dara, you tell me if this is what he sounded like. Go ahead, Russia. I need your money very quickly. It's not your Russian accent. I don't know what that is. No, no, no. House no. for you without money. There you go. There you go. Was it that? Was it, was it? No. Oh, cause <laughs> Adam, I feel, I feel like, I feel like Adam is behind half of the scams we cover on the show well and, and now that oh, i've seen pretends. the Min- minions yeah. movie i you know i i'm totally bonded with Gru. so oh. i figure you know i oh, wow. Russian minor. Yeah. Hello. no <laughs> no i i don't think it was russian at all it wasn't adam then okay all no. right sorry um, so so you figured it out before you gave some money though yeah yeah, I was kind of like, okay, I just started to tell my husband on the way home. I'm like, ah, something's just kind of weird. And I, you know, I took down that number that was on the kitchen counter. And I'm glad, you know, that this leasing company at least thought enough to put that notice there because it, it you know, it it heightened my awareness that that maybe I needed to step back and just think about this. Um, do, you, do you think, do you think if it hadn't been there that you might've gone through with this? Yeah. Yeah. I think I might've. Now, hold on. What did they say when you called? When I called the scammer 
No, the company, the that, real company that left the. Did you call the company that? Didn't you say you called the company that that uh, left the paper there? I think I eventually did when I got home, and I think yeah. it was just an automated message or something that said, "If someone is attempting to rent this out to you and they are not this, you know, part of this whatever, then call the police." So it wasn't like the company itself was offering any real help or had any real human beings on the line to to assist you at all. It's super interesting, Dara, because that sounds to me like a company that has a pervasive, maybe Mm -hmm. permanent vulnerability. Yeah, they do. That they can't close. And and their response was so not cyber secure. Their response was, I'm going to eliminate this piece of paper. No, right. the response was, I'm going to put a piece of laminated paper in the in the actual space. Mm-hmm. And it did work. But like you'd think that maybe they would figure out why their their passcode kept getting hacked. There's such a vulnerability there. I mean, this one, I think the setup was you literally just had to go to their website. And if you wanted to show yourself that this is the way that they avoid using any sort of, you know, agents to to help them with the process of showing this place. You just set it up with this leasing company. There's a form online that you fill out that says, I want to, I want to view this place. And it generates a code every time you you put in an, an, an inquiry. So I could have done it, you could have done it, anyone could have, and that's clearly what they were doing. They were filling out this form or just do, doing a quick request for a code. And it would let anyone in and you could do an unlimited number of these these code requests. So that's what they were doing. You know, they were just generating it on the spot when we were standing there in front of the door. They were going to the website and just requesting the code to get in. Oh my gosh. And Adam, it's it's <laughs> now do you trust me that you have to stop doing that at your house? I I did stop doing it at my house. <laughs> oh did, good. Did good, you good, just good, did good. You get to my house and change <laughs> that again? <laughs> no, I actually have a question, Dar. Was there stuff in this house? Like, to, there was nothing in there to take. No, or anything. like, no, so they, it was they, empty. They, it was empty. That at least that's good because, like, mm-hmm. I could just see some, you know, weirdo being like, "I'm going to take all of their yo-yos and vases." <laughs> <laughs> that is weirdly specific. <laughs> I, I just don't. I guess I've been wanting a yo-yo for a while. I don't know. <laughs> but, so, j- just to restate, the scammer would just simply pretend to be you, and then copy and paste the code to you and they were acting as if they were the company yeah i mean i think the site is so insecure and it probably still exists it's so insecure they didn't have to pretend to be anybody anyone could go and request a code and that's what they were doing to be her they just got the code they were doing they were doing like a you know a man in the middle attack basically on the property but offering the property for a ridiculous price and then Mm -hmm. offering the code and it's right. They would smart. take they would take it is they would take the ad, the original ad that was placed, obviously, with all of the, the correct wording and everything. And they would just put their phone number on it so that when you contacted them about the house, you didn't get the leasing office. You got them. You think then, the leasing office would have caught on at some point and been like, maybe we should stop giving out the right. code. And, they, and they, clearly, they clearly knew that this was happening on a regular basis, that they would even ah. have to put this note on the kitchen counter to inform us that this was happening. So So there are people being scammed all over the place. And um, their response is just, hey, by the way, you know, instead of actually securing their process a little more, you know, like, hey, if anybody offers this place to you and, you know, it's not us, then give us a call and we'll leave you a recorded message to call the police.
This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. With an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, it's never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Plus, every electric e-bike ships free and only requires quick, toolless assembly. This is my first ever e-bike, and the experience has just been great. I was a little bit intimidated at first because I hadn't gone biking in a while, but the 500-watt motor that the electric e-bike comes with really gives you a nice little boost, especially if you're trying to go uphill or pick up some speed. Data shows that e-bike riders take their bike out more often. That means... You get more exercise, more exploration, and wait for it, fresh air. And riding an e-bike isn't like, it's not cheating. It's just making it possible for you to be out there longer on each ride. And speaking of things going a little slower, you can finance an electric e-bike for as little as $49 a month. Get into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bikes in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com. And please mention that What the Hack with Adam Levin sent you in the post-checkout survey. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. So when, when you did your little bit on TikTok, what was the feedback? Uh, a lot of it was just like, thanks for letting us know. I unfortunately heard from dozens of people who said they had, that they had fallen for that same scam. Unfortunately, it's, it's rampant and it still goes on. Oh, it, you know? will, it will totally go on because people want to believe. I mean, you were all excited, right? <laughs> well, also yeah. because people, but this is also a small to medium-sized business problem, which is that, you know, people are doing business in incredibly ill-advised ways, mm -hmm. which is, you know, like a, a, a real estate company that's like, we're going to rent out our places and here's how we're going to do it because it's easy for us. Mm -hmm. It's the same old thing, Adam, convenience versus security. You can't have both. The simplicity of it is brilliant for the real mm -hmm. estate yeah. company. The ramifications are not so brilliant. Right. <laughs> no, they're not They're losing business and people are losing money. Yeah. <laughs> so this is one where you won't be a fan of this real estate company if you no. even knew who they were, you know. So, and that's sort of like your 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 calling these days is to are you do you do you now do some consumer advocacy or is this just because you had the platform and you were like, okay, I'm going to let people know what's out there. No, I I, I mean, I guess in, in aside from the fact that what I do in a general sense is advocacy yeah. work, um, you know, in relation to to a lot of things. But no, I, I don't consider myself necessarily a consumer advocate where these things are concerned. It was just like, you know, if there are experiences that I've had like that, that I feel like, you know, can be cautionary um, examples for other people, uh -huh. then I'll, I'll sometimes share them. So this was just like, hey. I'm just remembering this incident, you know, and someone that I'm working with uh, almost fell for this scheme. It's, it's funny because we're we're more and more learning that like scammers are good storytellers. Yeah. And the story may be the one that you tell in your own head. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to have a house in this place and it's going to be a thousand dollars a month, which means right. I'm going to save this much every month, which means right. that I'm going to go to Paris and it's going to be super awesome. It's a story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And scammers are relying on you telling yourself that story. Right, right. Going back to the rental scam here, is the main lesson that if something's too good to be true, it just is? Or are there any other takeaways that you would uh, tell people to sort of be on their guard against? Yeah, I would say just you, you got to use your your common sense and move at a pace that feels good for you. If, if you feel that someone is rushing you, be cautious. 
Uh, it's never, never a bad thing to be cautious. And um, your desperation will sometimes be the, you know, your downfall, your, your desperation to make something happen quickly. Or, you know, if they know that you're in a pinch or in a bind or, 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 you know, any kind of situation like that, that's always a, a reason to be, to be wary, to be very careful. And um, yeah, I would say just, just, you know, you can protect yourself by, by being patient and um, not, not being in a place where you're too anxious to see anything happen, you know, quickly, because that's, that's where you lose your power. There is something though, that, that, that people do have to keep in mind. And that is at least up until recently with the attack of inflation, uh, rent, rents were going up significantly. This is, you know, before they raised mm -hmm. interest rates and more people were, you know, looking for places to buy. Now they're all looking for places to rent. And in certain cities, mm -hmm. you almost have to make an on-the-spot decision. So that's so true. Th that is that's that's very playing true. <laughs> into the hands of the scammers right now. I mean, boy, this mm -hmm. is El Dorado for them. So, you know, people have yeah. to keep in mind. You know, is it real? Is it a scam? I don't know. Am I dealing with it? The key thing is, am I dealing with a legitimate uh, agent or real estate company? Yes. And is the process they're using seem logical? Yeah. And you can always do a reverse search is what I say. If you're, you know, look up the address itself, because these scams are on when we moved up here to to New York, we encountered these types of scams. So you're going to have to do your own reverse search. Just Google the address and, you know, make sure you find out what legitimate real estate agency or um, owner that comes up through that address rather than just trusting the phone number that's associated with an ad you saw somewhere or even an ad on apartments.com or someplace because these things are, they're rampant everywhere. And it's really sad how many people get scammed in these situations. But if you do a reverse search or if you, you know, do a reverse search, find out who the, the leasing agency is and actually give them a call. And that's what we had to do in this situation. And uh, um, this, this other situation that I'm helping out with right now, that I gave them a call and they went, who, who what? No, this apartment isn't even for rent. No, right. That's well, you know, point. it's good. So, so you're saying like, assume it's a scam yeah, and work you, your way backwards. From yeah. There. Do your due diligence. I mean, I think it's, you know, less so with, with purchasing homes, but with renting, leasing. Yeah. yeah. You, you really kind of have to, to, um, yeah, make that assumption to begin with and then, you know, do the reverse search. Make sure you you know who exactly you're dealing with. And they're going to require paperwork. They're going to require an application of some kind and, you know, a credit check of some kind before wanting money. If the first thing they want is money, then you need to be beware because that's probably a red flag. Well, listen, Dara, thank you so much for sharing your story for us, for our listeners, Absolutely. for your followers. And this is a great service for anyone looking to rent. So thanks again for joining us today. We truly appreciate it. Thank you very much. If our listeners, if they want to hear your music or find you on TikTok, where should they go? Uh, you can find me at Dara Star Tucker pretty much everywhere, either that or Dara Tucker um, on all social media platforms. And then, of course, um, digital service providers for music. I'm I'm everywhere. I'm all over the place. You are ubiquitous. <laughs> I am. 
<laughs> All right. Awesome. We can't wait to check it out. Thanks, Dara. Okay. Thank, thank you, you so both. much for joining. This was great. We really All right. It. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, was. Thank you. Okay, guys, so this week, what's the tinfoil swan? Well, I was thinking a nice and easy one that a lot of people know about, but not nearly enough of them do, is to cover up your webcam when you're not using it. Adam, not with your hand. Yeah. So... Well, yeah, because it's sort of uncomfortable if you have your hand up on the camera while you're trying to talk. It, you know, it strains your shoulder. It's it also begs the question, what's your other hand doing? So I would say... <laughs> Where's Roy? <laughs> you know, I, I actually don't have my camera covered right now because, you know, it, it's all in line with my hack me ethos. But um, Guinevere has hers covered with a Cyber Scout cover. Uh which was a giveaway your company used to have, Travis. Aww. Oh, Travis, was that not your company? Um, it was on paper. Oh, wow. Travis owned CyberScout. Did you know that, Adam? Oh, wait a minute. He went to the Nevada Secretary of State's office and changed the name? Yeah, I may or may not have business identity thefted it. If you don't know what they're talking about, that's the Andy Pham episode, and it was actually pretty fascinating. He got taken for it. He had a $5 million piece of property stolen. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you used to give these things out, Adam, as a, as a you know, as swag. You use one? Totally. Yeah. And, Travis, you use, you use uh, one that's made or one that you just do at home? I just keep a roll of carpenter tape next to my computer. Well, if you don't cover your webcam, you know, it, there is always the chance that somebody could look into your life. And it's not just like when you're sitting in front of the computer, is it, Adam? Not at all. It could be, depending upon where your camera is and where it's positioned, they could actually catch you in the restroom. They could catch you in the bedroom. They could catch you in a variety of rooms. And the last thing you want is to be the star of your own reality show without understanding that you have a reality show. So, Travis, for folks at home who don't know how to cover their camera, how do you cover your camera? Get tape or a sticker just for that purpose. But, yeah, <laughs> that, that's pretty much it. So whether it's a post-it, a piece of tape, or a one-hand salute, you got to cover that camera. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, rate and review. It helps people find it. And you may have noticed Adam did not whine once about it. Um, We'll see you next week. What the Hack with Adam Levin is a production of Loud Tree Media. It's produced by Andrew Stephen, the man with two first names. You can find us online at loudtreemedia.com and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Adam K. Levin.